Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. You can get in touch at any time you like. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com or eftm.com.au, whatever you like. It's all easy. Um, or you can call 1-800-157-157. And, of course, the last but not least uh, option to get through to me is via Twitter, at Trevor Long, um, or at Your Tech Life, or at EFTM. <laughs> They're all available uh, to contact me. Probably at Trevor Long is the best way to ensure that I see it. But I see them all. Don't you worry about that. We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. Lots to talk about this week. Great to be back. Sorry I didn't get a show out last week, but, geez, it was hard to, A, find time, B, find um, energy, and C, upload uh, from China. Um, very easy to do all these things on my iPhone. I was able to get full access to the internet via my, my phone because I was roaming with Vodafone. But, but when you're in a hotel and your laptop's connected, you don't have the VPN, you oh, it's just... It was just too much, I'm sorry. But we did get you a Two Blokes Talking Tech by the end of the week, most of which um, uh, covered, sorry, covered most of which, um, you know, occurred during the week at CES and at at Lenovo Tech World. But I'll talk a little bit about both things again tonight, um, certainly from my own perspective. Stephen's not here. Um, And uh, and all that to come. So we got that to talk about. We also, um, I want to talk about Google's new account management tool, uh, which looks good. I think it's a good move. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts if you've got a Google account. Um, and we've got a bunch of calls, and hopefully, if I can manage to get her on the line after her, her she takes her family to see Vivid in Sydney tonight, I want to talk to a lady who rang me on the radio today, and I want to explore what she talked about. She has a, a business organizing photos for you. So... I'm yet to. I don't. I can't guarantee she'll be here, but I'm going to try a little later and see whether we can get her on the show. Uh, plus, your calls are all there and all that to come uh, here on your tech life. It is great to have your company. It is great for you to uh, get in touch, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Jump on the website uh, eftm.com.au. It doesn't come much easier than that. You've got to be honest. I mean, it's not like I make it difficult, is it? I mean, come on, it's easy. Uh, this is your tech life, uh, episode two hundred and eighty-five. sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie He's the kind of guy we picked on at school And it wasn't fair but he don't care, he's cool today Call him techie Trevor Long's such a nerd Tricky mount if you need the proof Call him techie Trevor Chrome browser has frozen in front of me here, but while I wait for that to resurrect itself, um, uh, a very cool couple of extra reviews have jumped into iTunes, so if you are an Apple user, an iTunes user, it would be great for you to uh, leave a comment, uh, uh, let me know what you think of the show, which in turn let others 
uh, no, about the show. Um, um, I did get an email from the person who uh, owns up to being a lurky uh, listener. Lurky listener. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was good to good to get your feedback. I uh, I saw your email, and um, uh, he was someone I helped more recently. Uh, and there's been a couple more. Uh, I was just going to find the lurky listener one. It was um, uh, Robert. Robert was the was lurky listener. It was good of him to get in touch. Uh, Wayne Wainus, uh, great name, Wayne. Uh, a couple of days ago, or a little week ago, uh, I've been listening for about twelve months. Love the podcast, Australian content, up to date information. A very personable presenter. If you're looking at this podcast, give it a listen. You won't regret it. Good on you. Thanks, Wayne. It's very good of you. And uh, on the 24th of May, Stevie W uh, jumped on the iTunes, left a rating that said, just found this podcast, really great topical tech stuff and very useful to the average punter. Thank you. That is exactly the target audience. If you're a complete and utter nerd, I get this isn't for you. That's not who I'm talking to, but I appreciate that you may still be listening. Um, Keep up the good work. A lot of the stuff on drones, and in brackets, the RC, or remote control, community, prefer to call them copters. Drones are used in warfare, really. Anyway, more please. Um, very interesting. Good point. I just don't... I, see, my problem is I can't call them copters because the kind of... The world now knows them as drones, you know? So, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck in that hole now. And I will have more drone news because I have a, um, uh, a bag... In fact, uh, I don't want to get the company name wrong, so I'm going to um, I'm go- I'm going to check here. Just bear with me while I bring up my email. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Low Pro. Yes, Low Pro have a drone bag, so I will um, I will get a look at that uh, once I get time. Uh, so yes, there is more to come on copters, uh, personal copters as you may call them. I don't know um, over the weeks and, and months ahead. Uh, here on your tech life. So, very interesting uh, week was spent away. I wanted to start with Lenovo. Now, um, I was actually over there with Lenovo producing a bunch of content for them, which they'll um, they'll use on their YouTube channels and the like. But um, obviously, got to do my normal, you know, mucking around and looking at stuff and doing some videos for the for Twitter. I hope you saw those. It was uh, it was good. I had a camera with me who helped me. Uh, do a bit of stuff in terms of very cool Instagram photos and just fun, really quick videos, 15, 30 second videos. So um, I'd love your feedback on that as well. So if you follow me on Twitter and you saw those videos, useful, useless, I don't know, but I just think quick bites, short videos are a great way to see and learn stuff. And then we can do extended things. In fact, um, uh, I'm going to do a Periscope tonight on a new product that's arrived on my desk, which I'm pretty sure hasn't been reviewed anywhere. Uh, so I will, I'll get to that very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts on that. So uh, Lenovo Tech World was uh, pretty much an all-day event. Um, it was a big two-hour keynote and then basically several hours of wandering through Lenovo products on show. Um, and this was the first time Lenovo's brought the world's media, let alone fans, because they actually stacked the joint with fans of their product, you know, cheering and all that kind of stuff. Um, because they have a very clear strategy that they don't spend money on radio and TV ads. They want advocates of their products to be advocates and tell other people. And I think that's a very interesting and, and correct strategy because in the end, when someone says to you, Hey, what laptop should I get? you kind of go with what you know. And so if more people know and love Lenovo products, you're probably going to refer them. And to be honest, I do, because I know and love Lenovo products. So if someone says to me, I want a PC, 
not a laptop, I say, well, you know, Dell, Toshiba, there's a bunch of companies, but I want you to also look at the Lenovo because they actually make really nice products. So that's kind of why they do it. But it was... Um, it was great to see all the products. They they announced a new tablet. They announced a bunch of new laptops. We should see these laptops come in at around the $500 mark too. So not their ultra thins and all that kind of stuff, but but definitely new laptops coming. Um, they uh, they announced the Moto Maker program coming to China. Now, Moto Maker is uh, the ability for you to log onto a website, design a mobile phone, the colors, the the all, the all you know personalization of it, and then have it delivered to your home by FedEx in seven days. Uh, it's been in in America for some time, but Motorola is now owned by Lenovo, and I'm pretty sure they've geared up a factory in China quickly and easily, and they're now making it available in China. The relevance of that is we're pretty sure it's coming to Australia as well. So um, that will be that will be a cool new thing for them to to distribute product directly to to audiences. Um, the Moto X is a great phone, so why not? Um, and then there was, you know, they, they showed a new phone, which is going to be a camera phone as well, but it's a Lenovo product. Lenovo phones won't come to Australia. Uh, Australia's not big enough to have another player, so they'll stick with the Motorola brand here. Um, but to be honest, the thing that got most, most of my interest <laughs> was the things that don't exist. They were concept products. Now, I've talked about them both. I've put videos about both up on, on Twitter and Facebook and I put a little article up on EFTM. So you should be able to have a look at these videos. I think the videos are the best way to experience what I'm talking about. So um, I'll just check that they're easy to find. But on the um, <clears throat> on the Facebook page of EFTM, so facebook.com forward slash EFTM online, scroll down a bit, you'll see a couple of videos, including uh, the smartwatch with a second private screen. Now, that's the one I want you to look at first. So, you know, imagine a Moto Moto 360 smartwatch, round screen, you know, lovely information. But, you know, if you want to, if you if someone sends you a video, there's a video stored on there and you watch it, you're kind of missing all the edges because the screen isn't square and it's also quite small. So what they've done is they've put this little extra screen on the side and it's like looking through the peephole on a door. You've got to look through it at a specific angle, a specific way, and you see a bigger image. And what's weird is the image kind of stays static no matter how you move your watch it is very interesting and it's not great but it's a concept and for them to show a concept like this is basically their way of saying we can do this and if we want to we will um i don't think this will come to market i don't think it'll come to market certainly in the next couple of years but it was a very interesting way of showing what they can do and i think you should check it out it's very interesting the second one was a much more unbelievable thing so Lenovo phone, and at the top is a projector. Now you can switch this projector around so the phone's lying flat, it projects onto the wall, or if it's standing, the phone's standing up, it can project down onto a table. Now, the idea of projecting a movie is not new. You know, Lenovo has that in the yoga tablet range. But <laughs> this is where my mind was blown. You do have to watch the video of this, okay? The video of this uh, was on uh, is on EFTM as well. You'll see it there. Uh, it is ridiculous so what happens is let's say you open a, a music app and there's a piano it projects a piano onto the desk in front of you now this is a normal desk you take the phone anywhere put it in the kitchen and it projects a, a piano keys onto the kitchen desk kitchen cabinet and then you touch the keys and it plays music so what it projects is touch sensitive that freaked me out i mean that is ridiculous that that is, it is hard to honestly come to terms with when you first see it. It really is. 
Uh, it's it's very very cool. Um, I, well, I want you to have a look at the video of it because it's hard to understand. But so it doesn't have to be piano keys. You could project just a normal keyboard, and you could do your typing there. It could be a game that has touch sensors. Anything you like. Very easy to do. Uh, so I love the product. I think that's something they'll try and integrate into other products soon. Maybe the tablet uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but still, regardless of that, very cool product. A couple of innovations from Lenovo, and uh, I'll share a bunch more videos with you as the time progresses. But uh, really interesting stuff. If I get time, I'll tell you about Ford as well. But we did cover that uh, with Stephen Fennick. Also, you are listening to Your Tech Life. And we do it all each and every week thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technology. And if you jump on their website now, garmin.com.au, have a look at the NuviCam range. Now, the NuviCam is a satellite navigation, all-in-one, six-inch preview navigator, premium navigator with a built-in dash cam and driver awareness features. Now, I need to check on the availability of this in Australia, but it's listed on the Australian website. I can, I can look at the Australian New Zealand version, but has has the maps in there, lifetime map updates, integrated dash cam, continuously recording your driving and automatically saving files when there's any uh, major notifications found, like a, a collision, uh, you know, a, an alert from the accelerometer built into it, basically. Lane departure warning, if you drift off the road or into incoming, incoming traffic, we have to test that out. Um, and a whole bunch of other great features. So this is the next step up for satellite navigation. So if you love having a uh, camera on your dash and you love having a sat-nav, put it all in one, get rid of all those extra cords and cables and, and stop mucking up your space on your dashboard. Look at the Garmin NuviCam. Check it out. You can see it on the Garmin website at garmin.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you are. Great to have your company each and every week here on Your Tech Life. Let's keep going with calls. Okay, Josh. Hi, Trevor. How are you doing? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? I've got some Philips uh, Action Fit Sports headphones that I use while I'm running and going to the gym. It sounds like you've, you've used them perfectly given the name of the things, Action Fit Sports. Yeah. I've had them for quite a while, probably mm. coming on six years. And oh, yeah. A, a little while and you go through the stages of um, being more active where they, they're they used every day and then sometimes they sit there for months not being used. My Any headphones I've had have not yet experienced that stage. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm at a stage or they're, they're now, when I'm going to the they're fine with music um, when I'm running or going to the gym, but I like when I'm at the gym um, listening to podcasts like yours because I... I I can't stand listening to music. Sometimes it gets too boring. It's too repetitive. I hear. Yep, yep. And so what? They, they're they no good for that? Or where do they fail? They're not loud enough. They're fine uh, for music. but when I'm Are they wireless the podcast, or, or, or plugged in? Sorry, say that again. Are they, are they wireless or plugged in? Plugged in. Oh, wow. Very rare to hear. I've had I've, I've had wireless ones with kind of volume issues, but, but not the plugged in ones, yeah. Okay, so I'm wondering whether over time um, they wear out. Is that something that happens? I'm having to push them in so far into my ears to sort of get this perfect little seal, um, and it's quite frustrating. I um, Look, I've never heard of headphones losing their volume, if you like, but because they're in-ear, it's a very small you know piece of technology, so it's quite possible that they've degraded. It's also quite possible, as weird as and yucky as this sound, that, you know... There's bits of your earwax and stuff got into them, and they've literally gotten worse. Now, I remember having a set of, 
I remember having a set of J's. You might remember. You've been listening for a long time, but they they had these headphones that they had uh, tangle free cords, but they also had these beautiful like they were these were three hundred dollar headphones, and I remember getting them, and they had in them these little tiny dots. Mate, one and a half millimetres okay. round. And you know what they were? They were replacement kind of filters. And I kid you not, and as yucky as this sounds, I you use like a little pair of tweezers and you pull out the, the old ones, which are basically full of earwax, put the new ones on and boom, sound is back. You know, okay. these. It's imagine, uh, uh, let's try and paint the picture. Imagine you've got a set of stereo speakers in front of your lounge room and you get some Vaseline and you just smear it all over them. It stops the sound coming out of those little holes, right? And that's sure. what's happening in your ear. I I think that may be what's happening. Now, six-year-old pet set of headphones uh, probably don't have those little filters, nor would you know where they are anyway. So now's really the mm. time just to invest in a new set. Okay. Now, if, if the cable hasn't been an issue for you, then I've got to be honest, I don't think you can go past the Bose uh, SoundLink headphones that I've been using. They are... They're not um, noise cancelling. They're uh, they're just really, really comfortable. And the number one reason I find them comfortable is because they have these little. Um, I find in-ear ones really hard to fit. I find it hard okay. to get them to fit in my ear. And they have this little extra little kind of plastic dangly bit which which loops over the another part of your ear. So you kind of have this extra level of support. Um, I I just think they're excellent. Um, Plantronics have a have a set which you might absolutely love. I'm just going to look them up because they released a new set just today. Um, the Backbeat Fits is what they call Backbeat Fit. Um, and where is that email, my lord? It was only today. How hard is it to? Here it is. Plantronics Backbeat Fit, $159 available at Rebel Sport, followed shortly by JB Hi-Fi and Dick Smith. But the thing is, these are water and sweat resistant as well. Um, okay. And they, what they do is they go kind of in your ear, then they go over your ear and around the back, and they're fully wireless. And you've got a play and okay. pause control on one side and volume on the other. Brilliant. I lost my set of these at CES in January and nearly cried because, you know, they were great for walking around, mowing the lawns, and for you, perfect in the gym. Yeah, well, I like the, the, um, the, the Philips ones, the wraparound, um, and they're ideal just to, to keep it in while you're running or at the gym. Mm. So it sounds like that, that might be a good option. I reckon um, I reckon the backbeat fit are the best ones I've seen. Now, remember, you're talking to a fat bloke here, so you probably need to do a bit more research. But uh, these are the best I've seen. You know, my energy levels are at their extreme when I'm mowing the lawns. And, you know, cords can be really annoying. They get tangled up. Oh, these are great because your head is completely wireless. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I'd I'll recommend to checking them out. Listen to you and... Steven. Well, if you choose to do that, I won't complain, but uh, the sound quality will be good, my friend. Uh, you know, 159 bucks, not a bad price for a set of Bluetooth wireless headphones that are going to do the sporting stuff that you need as well. I reckon that's good value. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. Check them out, man. Thank you. All right, mate. Thanks for always listening, and, uh, and thanks for getting in touch, mate. Talk to you soon. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you've got a question about technology, you can get in touch as well, just like Josh did. Go to the website, eftm.com.au, or jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Your Tech Life is the name of the show. You can get in touch on Twitter, at Trevor Long, or uh, via the phone, 1-800-157-157, or jump and the website, eftm.com.au. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Anthony. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. 
Excellent. Um, I've got a bit of a uh, dilemma. Just don't know what to do. I was listening to your show earlier um, last week, I think it was, mm-hmm. and uh, you're giving some advice about Wi-Fi extension. Sure. And, uh, Very regular, a... regular and common question, my friend. Yeah, particularly when I've got three kids that are out doing the uh, dishes at the moment and they've all got devices, so we need as much as we can get. Yeah. Now, um, I've got Optus um, and I've got a little black box that's horizontal and I don't know whether that's a router or a modem. It Mm -hmm. must be a modem because I haven't got a modem anywhere else. Yeah. And I've also got a cheap Wi-Fi extender, but I think I need something a bit better. So have you got cable internet? I have, yeah. Right, so... Good news, you've got the best quality internet you can get into your house. And the best mm-hmm. way to prove that is, have you got a computer that you can actually plug into that modem? Yes, I have. So the best way to prove the speed that you're getting is to plug a computer physically into the modem using an Ethernet cable and go, go to a website called... Yeah, cable. yeah, absolutely. They come in a million colors yep. these days, but the blue one's no, the one yeah, you want. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, go to a website called speedtest.net. Now, speedtest.net is an independent website that basically, when you click a button, it sends a bunch of data up to the internet and it brings a bunch of data down from the internet and it works out how quickly that happens and therefore your speed. Now, be very cautious here. Every time you do it, it chews up data. So if you've got a very small data limit, it'll kill you. No, no, I've got Optus Unlimited. Beautiful. Um, we've got Netflix as well. Right, okay. <laughs> then, then Now, when you do that, you'll probably get a speed like 30 down. But yep. just so you know, if you ring Optus, they also have a second kind of tier, which is faster. So you should be able to get up to 100 meg down. So there's mm-hmm. two types of speed. There's download and upload. The download speed should be between 30 and 100 on Optus cable. The upload speed will be appallingly slow, something like one or two megabytes. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing you can do about the upload speed. Life goes on. But in terms of download mm-hmm. speeds... The next and most fun thing to do in terms of learning about Wi-Fi speeds is disconnect that computer from the internet, from their modem, and use yep. Wi-Fi. And if you do a uh-huh. speed test standing next to the modem, you might get 94 versus 100 or 24 versus 30. But it'll be slower yep. than it was when it was plugged in. Walk 15 mm-hmm. metres away, it'll be slower again. So the further you are, not only does the, does the Wi-Fi signal degrade, but so does the speed. So what you're learning there is that it's really important to kind of centralise that modem. But mm-hmm. then also, the bigger problem is that little modem they've got you, um, yeah. it's old. I can guarantee, yeah. I don't even know about it, but it's old. And there's yeah. better ones out there. Now, what I do is keep the modem that you've got. That's fine. Speak to Optus or read up on the internet. Disable Wi-Fi on that modem mm-hmm. so that it only works if you're plugged into it. And then go and buy yourself a brand-new, state-of-the-art router. Now, these things Mm -hmm. don't just look like a rectangle box anymore. They look like big spiders or spaceships with antennas off them. And there's two that I can think of, the Netgear Nighthawk. Uh, Netgear sponsor one of my other podcasts. I've got a Nighthawk right here. It's beautiful. And then there's this big red... Nighthawk, that's the one. And then there's this big, big red one called the D-Link Ultra Wi-Fi. Again, looks like a spaceship, six antennas. Both of them will cost you between three and four hundred dollars, but the speed will be better. The uh, the performance will be wider through the house, and if you have the very latest devices, so and I'm talking very latest, last year or so, and they have a thing called wireless AC. They will, they will get the, the highest possible speeds and they will get the best possible range. 
you'll still have, if you've got a, you know, a long house or a tall house, you'll still have some places where Wi-Fi will be a problem. And that's where yeah. you jump in and you go, you've got that Wi-Fi range extender. You'll probably need to get either, you know, utilize that one and see how it goes or look yeah. for a more modern version of that so you're boosting the better networks. But uh-huh. broadly, you've got the, the basics right coming into the home, but you need to you need to spend and invest on the the network inside your home, which is that router, and that's going to yeah. give you the ultimate coverage. Okay, excellent. Okay, General, um, the shop's on the weekend. No worries. Good on you, mate. Enjoy, and thanks for getting in touch. Thanks very much. Good on you. Bye-bye. Cheers, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, I need uh, Rob Jolliffe uh, from Canberra needs to just block his ears here because I have an accessory that he can't use uh, because he sold his Apple Watch. Um, I have in my hands uh, the high-rise for Apple Watch. This is the 12 South company that make pretty good little um, stands for your iPhones and tablets, um, and they've released one for the Apple Watch. So basically, you use your existing cable, and this props it up, sits it by your bedside. So... I haven't unpacked it yet. I'm going to do a periscope tonight, plus I'll do a little video so you can see it. But a great little product. It's only $69.95 because you use your own charging cable. $69.95 comes in silver and black. It'll be at you know, major kind of Apple resellers, uh, Mac Attic, uh, Rush Faster, and Beezer.com.au. Um, but generally, this is the first Apple Watch accessory I've seen. I did see some um, bands at uh, CES, but they were... Um, um, they were kind of prototypes. They wouldn't even let me take photos of them. But this is the first, um, yeah, stand that's come to market pretty quickly, like just over a month. So well done to them for getting that out so quickly. The high rise for Apple Watch from 12 South. So if you're an Apple Watch user, uh, check out my review on that very soon and uh, look for it. Uh, the links will be on the website. Uh, the high rise, H-I-R-I-S-E for Apple Watch is out now. So I had an email from Google, and it was uh, very interesting. They've uh, they've released a product called My Account. Now, according to a recent Pew study, Pew being, I don't know, an organization, 93% of people think controlling access to their information is important, but only 9% feel they have a lot of control over it. So last week, Google announced new permissions for their mobile apps on Android that will give users more control over information they share. Plus, on hot on the heels of this, as Google says, they've launched a new privacy and security tool to give you more control. So it's called My Account. It's a single revamped hub for all your privacy and security settings. It includes familiar tools like web and app activity, ad settings, along with some brand new ones like privacy checkup, sign-in alerts, and smart lock for passwords. Um, that, so they say you can take a privacy checkup, which is kind of like a car checkup. They'll have a look at it, and you can then you can toggle your most important settings. And it's all available now. If you've got a Google account, a Gmail account, whatever it is, myaccount.google.com. Myaccount.google.com. That's the place to go to if you've got a Google account. It's well worth checking out and actually understanding what data is available, what data is being pushed out, and what are your privacy settings. All right, so that's the news from Google, myaccount.google.com. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you are. Your Tech Life, you can get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au or you can jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Um, and, of course, you can uh, hear me, see me, whatever it is in your local area, uh, 2CC Canberra, 2UE Sydney, 6PR Perth, MyMP Melbourne, 4BC. Let's just, it's on the website. 
It's very easy. But I was doing my radio spot today with Stuart Bocking on 2UE, uh, about 12.20 on Tuesdays. And it's a bit random. We just talk about whatever is on Stuart's mind and then whatever people call about, which is what I love doing about Talkback Radio. Had a couple of people ring up about photos and backups and... Uh, we got a call from a lovely lady named Mara, and she runs an organisation called the Filing Fairies. And I said, Mara, we have to talk more because radio doesn't permit you to interrogate and understand fully what someone does. So Mara is on the line. G'day, how are you doing? Hi, Trevor, how are you? Well? I am very excited to be talking to you because this was cool. So you, you rang me today and said, listen, the business that you do is, is helping people sort their their memories, their photos, let alone other things. And you have a website called thefilingfairies.com.au. Firstly, let's go back to the start. How long has this thing been going and how did it get started? So we've been going for about two years or just over two years. And we stumbled upon this through professional organising. We started out, we were helping people organise their everyday paperwork and their office paperwork and all those things as well as their photos. We found that 99% of the work coming through was about people's photos. They're really getting into a pickle. They're overwhelmed. They take so many. They don't know where they are. They inherit them when people die. They're just everywhere. So, and so we thought, it, so, let's And it's, it's a critical thing, isn't it? It's not just, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the digital side of things, but do you know what? We are pretty, pretty disorganised, aren't we? The, um, the, the paperwork, the invitations, the thing that come in, especially when you're a family, you know, these things can get yes, completely out of, stuff, out of... All the newsletters, all of those things, yes. People so, are very disorganised and overwhelmed. So let's talk about the non-digital side of the world. So um, a lot of my listeners, mums, dads, grandparents, everyday people who have got photo albums from over the years, they've got um, some digital photos stored. What, what are you? And, but they're okay with the rest of the things. So let's just talk about photos because that's the, that's the big thing I want to understand from you. What do you do for someone like that? What, what is your service? Our service is unique to the individual. What we do is we have an assessment session with them so that we can get a really good handle on exactly what their problem is. Uh, some people, when they call you, they say, I can't get the photos off my camera. But when you go and visit them and actually meet them, their problem extends further than just not knowing how to get their photos off their camera. We help them deal with their entire photo collection. So and, by and, assessing them and meeting with them, we can really understand the root of their problem and the scope of their problem and work with them in the different ways to overcome both their printed predicament, as we like to call it, as well as their digital disaster zones. And, and what, how long would you typically spe spend with a, an average kind of person, an average family? Um, We've had everything. There, there, there isn't really an average. I mean, I've got one client that I've been working with for over 18 months. Wow. And that's simply because she'll find another box here hidden in the cupboard. She also travels a lot. So the, this time frame of, you know, when we can meet up, it goes on and on. Mm. But most of our clients, they they generally around the sort of 10 to 20 hours, I would say. And that's collating a lot of old um, inherited mm. items like yep. old slides that their parents or grandparents have have left to them that they, they really don't know what they are, certainly the slides because they've got no way of viewing them. Um, some people bring floppy disks that they've got wow. so they can't access floppy disks anymore. Um, 
VHS, old Super 8 films, you name it, we've seen it. And are you then doing the work to digitise that stuff or are you finding people that can do that for them? A bit of both. Yeah. So we have people that we outsource some the, the, the video stuff to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do that in-house ourselves. But we convert the slides and negatives and print photos in-house ourselves um, to a digital image for them. So I've a got... A portion of what we do. I've got a... I'm, let's talk about me now because it's all about me, of course. <laughs> I've got two sets of, of digital memories. Um, the first one is I've got... A folder for each year of my life since about 1999 containing photos. Now, I'd like to think they're broadly organised, but they're organised by month. Um, and underneath that is by just month, a... yes. That's great, but underneath that is just a bunch of file names like, you know, image 1017. 101, yeah. That's very, very common. That doesn't help, right? And and so I've got a bunch no. of photos, thousands, tens of thousands of photos. Because um, you won't know how to search for, you know... Correct. Um, photo of, baby photo of Jackson... By image... Two, yeah. three, five. <laughs> exactly. I want a photo of Jackson when he was three. I want a photo of, you know, exactly. it's, that's the kind of thing you want. So are you helping people go into that level to, to dig down and, and change file names or are you using a software program and introducing them to software programs like Google Photos or Picasa or something to understand how all these things work and even facial recognition that exists now in these pieces of software? Absolutely. We, we do both. Um, we dig down into that level for them mm. Or if we think that they have got the skills or even actually the motivation to learn, we help teach them to do it themselves. We find that most of our clients just, they don't want to learn. They just want to have it done. Take my money and do (laughs) it for me. Just do it for me. So we can go to that level of renaming the files for them and so that they can... Find Sounds the like the sort of thing that that's going want. to take a lot of time, isn't it? I mean, that's then essentially you're charging by the hour, I'm guessing, and so therefore it's a simple decision to make. Do you want to learn how to do this and we can teach you, or do you want us to do it all for you and that's going to take longer? Exactly, and it's that's where it's, you know, part really works in with our name, the filing fairies, is that people just wish, you know, they, this, they've got this thing that they wish it would happen and they want someone to make, wave the magic wand and make it happen. Yeah. And so we <laughs> bring that magic and make it happen. You are the filing fairy. So um, if are. someone has, and I'll just focus on the photos, but if someone has a bunch of old photo photo albums, they have a bunch of boxes of photos, let alone some digital ones, your your service is to help them understand where everything is, organise those things, so that as time progresses, there are there are valuable memento that can be passed on as well. I mean, this is a kind of weirdly morbid thing to think about, but how do, how how does those memories that you may know box A has all these photos and it has box B got these in it, but how do they get passed on when you're gone? And that's a really interesting thing to think about in terms of the longevity of those memories. And that's exactly right. There, we get a lot of. It's all about the storytelling for us. So we don't want people to lose their life stories. That there's a photo of a random oak tree in a backyard somewhere that mm. I may stumble upon in years to come and throw away. But little did I know that that was the oak tree that my grandparents proposed under. Ah, you know, yes. there's a story behind the photos, and you've got to capture the stories to go with these photos, or people will throw them out. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Very interesting stuff. It was wonderful to hear from you on the radio and great to have a longer chat tonight. Uh, Thefilingfairies.com.au are the people to call, especially if you're in the Sydney area, obviously, because you operate out of the Sydney area. Um, And and you want to have a conversation about, you know, the, the... 
the mess in your life that may be disorganisation that can be helped with a little bit of uh, magic from the filing fairies. Is that what you're thinking? Exactly. Good on you. All right, Mara, lovely to talk to you and uh, keep in touch and hopefully uh, business continues to boom for you. Thank you so much, Trevor. listening thank you for downloading wherever you are great to be back in australia and let's uh keep cracking along with calls g'day steve uh g'day trevor how are you good buddy what can i do for you uh yeah look i've got into the habit of um reading my ipad before i go to bed in bed and for half an hour 40 minutes and i think it's having given me trouble sleeping because of the blue light when you say blue light, are you talking about, is that the kind of, is that what your brain sees as the overall kind of light intensity from an iPad, is it? Yeah, well, from any LED screen, it puts out all colours of light, but the blue light gets rid of um, melatonin that makes you go to sleep. Oh, right. And so and, that's um, having an effect on your sleep. And yeah, so you've literally, you literally notice the link between having and using the iPad and not being able to get great sleep. Yeah, I stopped using it and just listened to the radio and, and slept better, yeah. What are you reading on the iPad at night? Oh, just surfing the net and Facebook and that sort of stuff, you know, nothing too high-tech. I mean, obviously there is the uh, the idea of then, uh, you know, doing all that and then kind of switching back to the radio, but that's extending that kind of pre-bedtime experience, isn't it? And I guess the um, it's very interesting you talk about light because there is a product I'd recommend you at least have a look at. It's not cheap, though. Um, right. It's uh, it's called the We Things Aura, A U R A. Now We Things do a lot of or Y Things W I T H I N G S. Um, I call it We Things. Um, they do a lot of these kind of edgy health stuff. So they have uh, heart rate monitor, heartbeat, like you know the ones you wrap around your uh, your arm, and you know they inflate and they take your your heart rate. And then you've got um, scales. They've got you know, cameras. They've got a whole bunch of things. But one of them is this thing called an Aura. Now. Off the top of my head, I think it's like a $430 item. But what it does is it sits on your bed, bedside table. It also has a kind of mat underneath your, your, your sheets and your blanket, and you're lying on that so it can detect your level of sleep. And what it does is it emits different colored lights throughout the evening. So there'll be a, a particular light to get you to sleep. And then it will it, it will change the color of light based on where you are in your sleep pattern. And there's also quite a uh, there's sound you, it can emit too. So it does all these things to help you sleep. Oh, I must check it out. I would be super interested to know if that had any effect on you to allow you to do both the iPad and then you know sleep as you normally would. Um, outside yeah, of that, I, I would I would only suggest maybe a thing like the Philips Hue. Uh, which is a, a LED lighting system that you might be able to change the light in the room so that you're, well, let's say, for example, if blue's the issue, then maybe you make the, the room a kind of green colour to offset the blue at the same time. I, I don't know. I'm just wondering whether you can muck around with that as well. Yeah, no, I did see orange glasses you could buy. Um, oh, that so while you're reading. the blue. See the world through orange-coloured uh, glasses. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it seemed a bit uh, odd to wear glasses in bed like that, orange glasses, but... Oh, I would um, find it kind of weird and distracting to have them on, don't you? Yeah, I agree, yeah. I, I did find an app that does, does it, uh, it stops the blue light coming out of the screen, but it, it's pretty slow and buggy on the iPad, but it works well on the iMac, but I, I can't 
take the iMac to bed. No, you, well, that's probably pushing your luck a bit there, mate. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I was going to suggest was you've obviously played with the brightness of the screen as well. Yeah, look, I've turned it down, and that helps a bit, yeah. Because, mm. I, I mean, that's what I, I mean. My wife gets the absolute irrits if I come to bed and have the phone on um, because it's just lighting up the room. So I bring it down complete brightness and, uh, you know, just right down to the bottom. It doesn't turn it off. It just brings it all the way down. Yeah. Um, no, and, I've, oh, I've, I've had to do the cool. same, yeah. Yeah, right. Very interesting feedback, and, and I think the WeThings Aura is the only product I can suggest other than... Okay. Um, other than you know, the, uh, you know, lighting system. So maybe do some research on the ways to kind of combat the blue light at the time. So what colour should the room be while you're reading an iPad to kind of neutralise the effect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will. Because mate, you can buy plenty of coloured LED lights and you control those with your iPad and all that kind of stuff. Mm, okay. All right, mate. Good. That's excellent, mate. Good to hear from you and uh, okay. and very interesting stuff, mate. Good on you and uh, and thanks um, for getting in touch. Thank you. No worries. Cheers. Uh, 285 down. Uh, we're getting there. Gee whiz. It's a lot of podcasts, we have to admit. Uh, it is wonderful to have your company each and every week. It is uh, wonderful to hear from you also, as I say, uh, regularly. Uh, jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Jump on, you know eftm.com.au jump on wherever you want uh, to get in touch and uh, I will happily receive your communique and hopefully better help you out in some way shape or form Uh, great to have a company each and every week I'll be back next week Uh, not going to China Uh, I have a little trip coming up uh, in mid-June though we'll uh, have news about shortly Um, and uh, yes all that happening and more thank you for listening Uh, jump on the website to find where I am follow me on Twitter to find out where you can hear me or, or see me on the TV on the radio And uh, always great to have your company. Your Tech Life, uh, brought to you by Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies, garmin.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.